As we recall Jesus' baptism, it's always difficult for a preacher to figure out what to say because this is the primordial act of our tradition, baptism. And it goes back to the very roots of who we are as Christian community. In Isaiah today, we hear the first of four servant songs which make the turn in the book of the great prophet from condemning the injustices of the world and of empire and you name it and starting to turn to the hope of God's promise for a life renewed for all people. Now typically when this passage comes up in Bible study, the first question that comes up is, who's talking? And who's he talking about? Is the prophet talking about himself? Is the prophet talking about the people of God? Or is the prophet pointing to someone who will come later, the suffering servant? Whether we are Jewish or Christian, we have that same question. And the real answer is probably yes. And isn't that true, too, about our baptism? As we look back upon this beautiful passage from Isaiah, we hear as Christians the prophecy of the coming Messiah, the promise in Christ Jesus, but we also hear the promise that we hold together as a Christian people for a world in need. The substance of the covenant that we make around our baptism. The core of the promises we have received from God in grace and our response to that in gratitude. Which we do year by year, which we live day by day. The beauty of this message is that it is held not only by us as individuals, but by us together as community and by the whole community of faith across time and across space. And it is into that mystical reality today that Lila and Iris will be baptized. One of the greatest joys of my work is spending time with families who are preparing for this to really engage deeply in the questions of faith and in the heart of our tradition and to see how it is coming alive for them in their families, in their friendships, and in the wider community, in the holy present, where God is active. And to recognize that what they are doing today is they are doing what Christians have done for centuries and that is offering their children and themselves to a God who promises to completely upend our understanding of the way things are. John the Baptist's reaction in today's Gospel reading when Jesus shows up at the Jordan to be baptized is, who am I to do this? You are greater than I am. Why am I supposed to baptize you? John the Baptist, for a brief moment, 
as radical as he is, sees Jesus' approach and thinks about it in the world's terms. And those terms are about hierarchy and who has more honor and who has more authority and who has more power. Jesus' first act is to completely upend that and say no. In order to usher in the promised righteousness of God, I must be baptized by you. Speaking for a moment as a priest, I am always reminded that the people who come for sacraments are more worthy to receive them than I am to give them. That is the radical message of our faith. We are always called to give more than to receive. The worthiness of those who receive is always greater than those of us who give. That is the image of Isaiah for us. The world turned on its head and made anew. And when Jesus embraces that, to witness to us the power of God's love for all creation. God's response is, this is my beloved. And so when we embrace our faith rooted in baptism, and again play in the water a little bit, say the prayers, show up, be counted, God too gazes upon us with a deep and abiding love. We too are called together God's beloved. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.